to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Bright lights. I am so excited today to share with you the replay from the reset session that I did last night. This was epic, and it is so, so needed. Our nervous systems have been pushed beyond their limits by modern life, by the pandemic, by the labor shortage, by the supply chain issues. I mean, you name it. We're all running through our systems a level of demand that our bodies were just not built for, which is why I really wanted to do this session so that we can focus less on living in our head, trying to mentally make our body do what we feel we have to do to keep going and instead get more embodied and reconnected to our physicality because stress originates in our physical body and stress can only be taken away when we reset within our physical body. So listen in. It's a little over an hour, so it's a longer episode than normal, but I didn't want to cut anything. I wanted you to be able to have access to this entire replay because I really feel like everyone needs to hear this at this time. So take a listen and I hope you enjoy. Hey there, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the reset session. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. We are going to do some really good work together tonight. Are you ready? I know you signed up for this because you are just feeling like you can't do another thing. You're exhausted. You're stressed out. You feel pulled in a million different directions and you've come to the right place. I am really excited to not only help you get a little better sense of what the root causes are for a lot of what feels so incredibly overwhelming in your life, but to really give you some great tips and techniques to overcome it so you get the clarity that you want and need to live the life you love instead of the one you feel like you have to live for everyone else. So my name is Angela Mazzi. If you aren't familiar with me, and I am an architect and partner at GBBN Architects. I'm the mom of two teenagers, 
And I've been around long enough to see the good, bad, and ugly in the working world. This is not my first rodeo, right? I have seen it, felt it, been around it. And what what I've learned is that so, so often we get sucked into this need for external validation and perfectionism. I know I did, and I'm willing to bet you do too. So many people that I talk to deal with this issue. And I think I was particularly vulnerable to it because I am a second generation American. All of my grandparents immigrated from Italy had to build lives from scratch in a new country where they didn't speak the language, where they faced discrimination, and they managed to build good lives for themselves. My parents were the first people in the whole extended family, and as Italians, we have big extended families. They were the first ones to go to college. They were self-made people, and they really believed in the American dream They wanted to give me everything they didn't have, all of the advantages, just like their parents had given to them so that I could be even more successful. And I, of course, because I was a child, because we want to make the people we love happy, bought into that. And especially, I was the oldest child of oldest children. And, you know, in a lot of ethnic families, there's a lot of pressure to be that matriarch or that patriarch. And so that put extra pressure on me to really, you know, bring it home and really be like the hero of the family. And my aunts and uncles treated me that way. So it wasn't just my parents and grandparents. There was this acknowledgement that I was part of some kind of line of succession. I don't know. But if you've grown up in an ethnic family, you will understand this totally. So I felt this incredible pressure to excel from a really young age. I was a straight A student and I felt like I couldn't be anything else, became part of my identity to the extent that if I got to be in something, I really experienced it as a kind of body blow that hurt. I knew I had disappointed the people in my life and What happened, I am sure that my parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles had this the furthest from their mind. But what ended up happening is that my sense of worth became tied to what I could do for others. Because since I was chasing this ideal of perfectionism, since my parents were constantly pushing me to grow and do and achieve, that became what I thought I had to do to be worthy of love, to be worthy of my place in the world. I didn't feel like just showing up as myself was enough. And I carried that into adulthood and really 
ultimately was a people pleaser because I felt like I needed to use what I could do for others as a kind of currency to buy their love or their regard. And I found the perfect profession as an architect to add gasoline to that fire, right? Because architecture has what I call a culture and it teaches us all the way back from when we are in school that we're never good enough, right? That's the whole design process, right? We're assigned messy problems that have no right answers. We're asked to manage a bunch of really complicated variables and no matter what we produce, the feedback is always looking at what we got wrong, pushing us to make changes and iterate. And while there's value in that, there's also a slippery slope there, right? And it's very easy to slip into overperforming. And in fact, I think a lot of the professors that we deal with themselves are brainwashed by this culture of design. So they teach us a lot of toxic things. And when we get into the working world, who are we working with and for? Other architects who've gone through this same process themselves, who are dealing with the exact same toxic habits, toxic processes. So it really becomes this whole bubble world that we're in. And when we're in this world, we really, really, really cannot get out of it. We cannot get to a point where we feel like we can say, I don't want to do more than that, or this is enough, or I've done enough. And we aren't good at advocating for ourselves. And so just like I needed to qualify the people in my life, instead of saying, this is what I want, these are my terms, this is my expectation, and let me find what's a good match for that. I was always in a situation of qualifying the people and the things in my life to try to say, isn't this good enough? What am I thinking? I mean, no one's perfect, right? No job is perfect, right? You got to just suck it up. You got to just make it work. And for me personally, and you may have this experience as well, this led me into many codependent relationships throughout my life where I was the giver and I never really had my own needs met. And it went so far as for me to be in a marriage for 19 years with a man who had mental health problems and addiction problems that he hid from me for many years. But of course, these sorts of things get worse and eventually he couldn't hide it any longer, but this went on for a really long time and he was in denial about it. And if I ever had a problem with anything he did or said, he would make me wrong. And because I was in this life mode of making people happy, 
I didn't question that. And I did think, well, what can I do? How can I be better? How can I be stronger? And I thought I had to fix everyone and everything in every part of my life, whether it was my marriage or it was at work or it was with my kids. I thought if I could just work harder and be stronger, that I could drag everyone else across the finish line. And I felt responsible for them and their success. So can you relate to this? You know, you can leave a comment in the chat. You know, is this something you're experiencing too? I know it is pretty common. And I even remember at one point we had relocated from Phoenix, Arizona, back to Northeast Ohio, where I'm from, because my parents' health was failing. And I started working at this very, very toxic company that just demanded overperformance. The managing partner used to say things like, you know, there are three eight-hour periods in a day and really imply that you ought to be working at least two of them, right? And, And he would really get blood from a stone out of the staff because he constantly worked your fears and your insecurities to make you feel like you didn't have a choice. Or he would set these really high expectations and flatter you so that if you didn't meet them, you would feel like a terrible person who had let him down. And what he really was doing is manipulating you. But everyone at the firm, and it was a big firm, bought into this. So there was this culture, right? So I'm dealing with being a relatively new mom, a husband who didn't want to move and doesn't ever stop telling me that in two very sick parents who are in and out of the hospital while working at this really demanding job. And I remember at one point getting up from my desk and walking to the printer to get something as I was walking back to my desk. I literally was seeing sparks in front of my eyes. I was so stressed out. I was so exhausted. I was holding everything together for everyone. And I had this image of myself as a robot that was short circuiting. And as I was walking and walking, because my desk was a really long way from the printer, I literally felt like pieces of me were falling off as sparks were flying off of my body. That was literally the image that I had. And even though I was performing at this really high level, even though I was doing all these things for all these other people, inside, I was completely numb. That was how I was responding to what I can only call a crippling, really crippling amount of stress. And I had done something that's pretty common for people that are under a lot of stress, and that is to minimize my own needs. So I put everybody else first, self-care, what was that, right? I felt guilty if I went to a yoga class or had a babysitter, I felt like I had to do all this stuff. And I also 
dissociated from myself. And my identity, as I said, had been completely wrapped up in what I could do for other people, how I could be worthwhile to them versus whether or not my own needs were getting met. And I had become only who I was to other people. So I was a daughter, a wife, a mother, a friend, an employee. I was everybody but Angela. And I had to really have a reckoning over this and say, I can't go on like this and start to take some small steps. And they were really small at first to begin to see that self-care isn't selfish and that I could say no to people, that I could take a stand. It took a lot of years. It took work with the therapist. It took work with personal development coaches. It took a lot of my own desire to pursue healing therapies, committing to going to yoga, a lot of different things over years, but I began to emerge from that numbness, from that dissociation. And in doing that, I started to notice that it was kind of like a snowball effect that I could do a little thing and things would start to magnetize to me because my state of mind had gotten better. I had gotten clearer about who I was and what I wanted. So therefore, I started to see the path to get some of what I wanted. And I would keep working and that would start to grow. And I would magnetize more opportunities to myself and more chances to keep growing. And that was great, right? And I got more and more clear about my purpose and got back in touch with myself and what I wanted my life to look like. I realized it's contrary to the message I'd gotten my whole life that success was about checking the boxes on everybody else's checklist the way that somebody at some point decided success was supposed to look, that I could actually claim success on my own terms and that I could reclaim myself from overwhelm, stress, and burnout. So fast forward. So all of this started probably around 2009, 2010. So fast forward to today and I have a job that I love doing. I get to do really meaningful work. I get to work on the phases of the project that I like. I speak all the time. I just got invited to be a faculty member at a workshop the Center for Health is doing. I have been president of the American College of Healthcare Architects. I am president-elect of the American Institute of Architects Cincinnati component. I speak, I publish, I've been interviewed. So I've really built a very successful career as an architect doing 
the work I want to do. I've been very deliberate and very selective about that. And being a leader in the community. And from that place, you know, as I started to achieve more and more things, I got my ACHA fellowship in 2018 and my AIA fellowship in 2020. And I just found out last month that I was named a top 10 architect by healthcare design. So as these things started to really unfold, part of what I realized is that other people need to hear this too, because my story is not unique. I'm not special. I'm not smarter than anybody. And I also didn't have it necessarily harder than anyone else. We all have our obstacles to overcome, but the problem is we don't talk about it because we minimize and we stuff our pain down and we force ourselves to just keep going, even when we're stressed out, even when we're burned out. And we over serve our clients we don't demand the salaries we deserve or the fees we deserve. We live afraid of what we could lose instead of focusing on what we could get. And like I said, I've been practicing architecture for long enough and been successful at it for long enough to know that it does not have to be this way. And I just can't see a world where we continue to be waitresses for our clients instead of advocates for the things that matter. We know the built environment has a powerful effect on everybody who uses it. So how do we sit idly by and build throwaway buildings? How do we let developers and contractors steal the market share because they commoditize what we do. We don't have to accept that. There's a better way. And not only is there a better way, but that better way includes working less, taking care of ourselves, and doing more better. And what it comes down to is releasing ourselves from this self-abandonment, this thing that lets us spiral into anger, guilt, and shame over everything we do because we think it's never enough. What, you're not happy with that? Here's 10 more options. You want to redo that? Okay. Oh, you won't accept my ad services? Well, I guess we could do it for free. Instead of saying, I stand for something and that something has value and you don't have to work with me. But if you choose to, you're also choosing my process and my methods and you're choosing to value me and the work I provide and the quality it represents. And sure, we're going to co-create. I'm not going to come in here and tell you that I have all the answers. 
but you are hiring me for my expertise and you need to value that. And think about how powerful of a shift that is, right? How much that helps us to feel strong and secure and boldened by what we're doing instead of afraid of what we could lose, which is, you know, the worst part is when we are afraid of losing instead of seeing what we're already losing in terms of our health, in terms of enjoying life by not taking a stand for ourselves. So I really feel that it is time for us to be in touch with ourselves for being those unflinching advocates for things we care about and not be shy about being world changers. A lot of times when I talk to people, any of my private coaching clients, one of my favorite questions to ask them is, why did you want to be an architect? And sometimes they have dissociated and numbed out to the point that they can't answer that question any longer. And as we work together and we dig deeper, what emerges is that they were a big dreamer at one point. And they went to school and they really thought they were going to change the world. And then real life smacked them in the face. And they rather than just finding a way around the brick walls they ran into in their career, rather than learning and evolving and growing, they decided to abandon their dreams instead. They decided to play it safe. They decided to go for the paycheck. And in doing that, they told themselves that their dream wasn't worth it anyway, that it was silly, that it was a pipe dream. And the truth is that that dream, that's what matters the most. That's the thing that's the least silly. What's silly is dreading going to work, being abused by your clients or your boss, not getting paid what you're worth, coming home exhausted and not being able to enjoy your time with family and friends. That's what's silly. That's what's impractical. So in my own research work as an architect, I actually study stress in particular and how we can design to help alleviate stress. Now, I'm not going to bore you with all the details of that on this call, but in order to do that, I had to learn a lot about how stress actually works. And what's interesting is I bet you think stress is mental and it's all in your head. The truth is that we actually have four different kinds of bodies, right? We have our physical body, we have our mental body, we have an emotional body and a spiritual body. And they are all connected. We need all four of them. And yet in our society, we tend to live from the neck up. We think everything is about the mental body. We ignore and neglect the other three bodies. 
And when that happens, we experience a disconnect between who we're meant to be, who we long to be, who we want to be, and the reality of our life. And we start to ignore the cues and the clues that we're getting from the rest of our other three bodies. And we turn them off, we numb them out so we can live in this headspace. And the thing about the headspace, only about 6% of your thoughts every day are new thoughts. Most of them are old thoughts that just keep repeating and cycling and cycling and cycling. So if that's how our brain works, our conscious mind, which is only a tiny fraction of our mind, most of it's our subconscious mind, what are we missing out on, right? What are we missing out on by being stuck in this place? What's, what we're missing out on is ways that we can be more aware, ways that we can feel more joyful, ways that how we feel can begin to affect our success. So this is how it works, right? If you believe something, you don't question the premise of it. It just feels like it's true to you. So if you believe something, you have an emotion associated with it. So if you believe, for example, that birthdays are a time to celebrate, you get excited when your birthday comes around. And that's an emotional response. And our emotions are tied to our endocrine system, which is a whole series of hormones in our body and our endocrine system then releases these different hormones and those different hormones start to affect our body. So they can affect whether we continue to feel happy or calm or focused, or if we feel stressed out, they affect how fast our heart beats, they affect whether or not there's inflammation in our bodies, they affect our immune system. So when we feel stressed out because we believe something is going to hurt or harm us, our body activates our sympathetic nervous system, which is also known as the fight or flight response. And you have to remember that response evolved at a time when we needed to overcome a physical danger. So how does the fight or flight response work in our body? Well, our adrenal system kicks out adrenaline and cortisol, which are stress hormones. Those stress hormones turn off our immune system because we don't need that. Redirect all of our blood supply to our limbs so we can fight or run fast, turns off our higher level thinking, act, makes our senses hyper vigilant, and creates an inflammation response in our body to aid in blood clotting. Now, if we actually had to fight 
off an attack or run from a tiger, those hormones and that stress response would get burned up because we would be physically moving that hormone cycle through our body. And then our parasympathetic nervous system would kick in and reset and all the different systems that were turned off would get turned back on. Well, unfortunately, the things that stress us out in modern life don't require us to physically fight or run away from them. So we don't move all of those hormones through our body. They stay there. They keep that stress response turned on and that starts to be toxic because our bodies were never built to experience chronic stress. And yet that is what so many people experience today. We've got so much happening in the world that is traumatic. And whether it's a big T trauma, like a natural disaster or a mass casualty or living in an abusive situation or a little T trauma like microaggressions you deal with every day, it sets off the stress response and it stays activated. And as creative people, the thing we most need, which is fresh thinking, logical thinking, ability to make associations among adjacent possibilities to see what could happen instead of what is, all of those functions of our brain get minimized when we're under stress. So the things we most need, we lose as a resource. And that's why I really wanted to do this session today because it has got to stop. We've got to stop feeling like we are stuck or that there's nothing we can do. And we've got to go back to the body and turn off that stress response. So how do we do that? Well, first of all, we've got to do the work to be self-aware. So we got to, number one, believe that we are worthy without doing anything, without helping anyone, without saving the day, that just who we are is enough. And just being present for others, just bringing who we are and our ideas and our creativity is enough. And stop looking for validation. Stop pushing. Stop trying to win people over. But we also need to acknowledge what we're feeling. And I bet if you sit and think about it, probably have a lot of anger over things that have happened to you in your life that weren't fair, that didn't work out the way they were supposed to things that should have been different and weren't. I bet you're carrying around a lot of guilt, thinking I could have, would have, should have, and something different would have happened. And we beat ourselves up running these alternate scenarios through our mind. And the shame, 
right? We must not be worthy if we failed. So we try to hide it instead of talk about it. So be more aware of what you're feeling and label those feelings. Make sure that you give them time and give them space and start then with breathing. So we're gonna do a quick little exercise here. We're gonna breathe into a count of four and hold for two. And then we're gonna breathe out to a count of five. And the reason that we wanna do this is when your exhale is longer than your inhale, it tells your body to turn off the stress response and turn on the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest, the healing part of our body. So let's try that. Breathe in, two, three, four, hold, one, two, and breathe out, two, three, four, five. Let's do it again. Breathe in, two, three, four, Hold, one, two, and sigh it out this time. Two, three, four, five. The great thing about breath is it instantly calms you down because you are resetting your nervous system, but it also lets you be in stillness. That pause we take helps you to feel in touch with the present moment. And in the present moment, there is magic. So most of what causes us anxiety and stress is either replaying the past or worrying about the future. But in the present, everything is perfect. You have what you need and breathing and holding that pause helps you ground yourself physically and mentally in that present moment. And in that present moment, you are connected with your highest self and your highest self isn't judging you. Your highest self has clarity. Your highest self is has never lost touch with your dreams or your purpose. And so taking that time to quiet the nervous system helps you to get connected. And when you get connected, you get clarity. When you get clarity, now you can take aligned action instead of frenetic action or emotionally triggered action. So do you see the difference there? You're acting from a detached, untriggered state where it just is because it's your truth. Instead of worrying about what is someone gonna think about this? Am I gonna lose my job? Is this too bold? Uh-uh, it's aligned, so we do it and we feel good about it in that moment because we're not going outside of ourselves for answers. So we've stopped, we've broken the cycle of that need for validation because the validation is coming from inside us. 
And instead of being validation, it's really alignment. And we're also now more in touch with our body because our body is telling us all the time what it needs. And sometimes it needs a nap. That's the highest and best use of your time is to meet that bodily need and take a nap. Sometimes it needs play. Sometimes it needs to move. Sometimes it needs to dance. And so we can't be attuned to our physical body when we ignore it. So when we can reset that nervous system, when we can be in that present moment and pause, we can also start to tune into our body, which is something most of us have stopped knowing how to do. We've forgotten. So we take pills because we're in pain or because we have indigestion. Instead of saying, body, what do you need? Why do you feel this way? We drink caffeine because we're tired. So when we get more attuned to our body, we stop ignoring its needs and we stop saying, you know what body, your needs don't fit with what I think I should be doing right now. So I don't care about your needs. We start to care. We start to care. And we start to do things like move. And movement, like I said, helps to detox your body. And you don't have to be a fitness fanatic and working out all the time. You don't have to join a gym. Just walking. Any kind of physical movement, putting on music you love and just dancing to it doesn't matter. You can turn out the lights and close the door and draw the shades. Nobody has to see it. But moving your body moves all the toxins out of your body. And have you ever noticed that when you're really stressed out and really exhausted, you don't want to eat healthy either. Your body wants the comfort foods. Your body wants the sugar and the carbs for energy. It's really hard to make good lifestyle choices when you're exhausted and stressed out. But when you tune into your body, when you start to move and flush out all those hormones, it starts to get easier. So back to that snowball effect to eat healthier which of course has benefits, right? It starts to get easier to do more exercise. So now you might lose weight and be more physically fit. It starts to get easier to make other healthy lifestyle choices, like maybe quitting some bad habits that you have, cutting back on alcohol, because now you're more attuned to yourself and you can take better care of yourself. So that leads me to the next thing I want to talk about, which is beginning a meditation practice. And you might think, this is not me. I cannot quiet my mind at all, ever. I've tried this before. It doesn't work. Forget about it. And 
What I want to tell you about meditation is, first of all, it is not about having a completely quiet and blank mind. It is about being focused on your breath and letting your breath reset your body and being more attuned to your body. And anyone who meditates will tell you that, of course, other things will intrude as thoughts. But you get better and better at sending them back away and saying, not right now. And if you can successfully sit in stillness for just a minute, a minute isn't a lot, but that's enough, that minute, to start to rewire your neurons to let that chronic stress response that has changed your brain structure begin to reset itself. Because when we experience this chronic stress, those signals, those neural pathways get stronger and stronger and stronger. So that now it's easier than to get triggered by things and go right from zero to 60, the full out stress response. It's why we need to reset. It's why we need to detox. And if you're having trouble quieting your mind to help you focus on the present moment, you can say a mantra. And it's always really powerful to say a mantra that starts with the words, I am. And again, you're making it about the embodiment of who you are, not about somebody else or something else or what you think you should do or say, but about who you are. So a really good one to start with is just to breathe in and in that pause before you exhale, say, I am here now. And that's all you have to say. I am here now. I am focused on the present. I am grateful that I'm breathing. I am grateful for the place I am sitting, for the room I'm in, for the home I'm in. And just build that thought, right? Focus on what makes you feel good. Because again, remember, our feelings can govern our beliefs and our beliefs trigger our feelings. So when we focus on feeling good, we're also telling our body through that emotion to release healthy hormones that make us feel calm and relaxed and joyful. So things like dopamine and oxytocin start to run through our system instead of adrenaline and cortisol, which are toxic. And as we do this more and more, as we reset our nervous system, we also start to just feel happier. We start to see the positive instead of the negative in life. We start to see what's possible instead of the limitations. And when you do that, people around you start to notice. Physically, you start to have a little bit of a glow around you because you're healthier. Your body's not being washed with poisons. 
Instead, it's being washed with happy hormones. Your cells are regenerating. So you're glowing. You're probably smiling more. Your breathing is calmer. You're more focused. People start to notice that. There's actually an effect in psychology called mirroring. And you probably noticed it in your own life. If you are around people who complain a lot, what do you start to do? Complain a lot. Now, it doesn't mean they don't have a point or that their concerns are not grounded in facts, but they're choosing to be negative. And when you're around them, well, yeah, you want to be kind of negative too, right? You're like, yeah, right on. That isn't cool. This sucks. On the other hand, when you're around healthy, happy people, you mirror that. And you're like, yeah, that's not good, but here's some strategies. Or that didn't work, but these things, these parts of it were really good. So how can we take those and repurpose them? Or that person didn't do or say what I wanted them to, or they disappointed me, but I can talk to them about it in a way that isn't an accusation because I can see the good in them. I can see the integrity in their intention, even if the end result needs a little work. So you can start to see how you show up in the world differently and you start to attract more positive people around you, which makes it even easier for you to be positive. There's that snowball effect again. And you're also getting more and more clarity because our senses pick up billions of pieces of information every second. We couldn't possibly be consciously aware of it. But when we have clarity, we tell our brain to look for a match to what we want. And a really simple way to illustrate this is just think about something like a red purse. And all of a sudden, you'll notice everywhere you go, you see a woman walking around with a red purse. Are there suddenly more red purses in the world? No. It's just you told your brain to pay attention to that and to bring it to your awareness. Well, the same thing works when you have clarity about what you want to do in your career. So when you start to say, like I did in my story, I really care about understanding the social and cultural impacts of design. And I really want to help other people understand that. I started seeing sessions at conferences. I started noticing articles online. I started seeing calls for papers where I could share this information. I started talking about it more and more and noticing that a lot of other people were interested, that clients wanted me to do this work with them and to help them have spaces that cultivated well-being. And I started to see more and more opportunities and people approaching me. I had a call from the American Society of Landscape Architects who said, you know, you're not a landscape architect, 
but we love your philosophy around wellness and we want you to share that with our members so they can start to incorporate some of these principles in landscape design. Well, none of these opportunities would have happened if I wasn't really clear that that was my why. If I couldn't see that that was the through line of my whole career, if I just showed up and did tasks every day, I could have been really competent at them, but I would still be just doing tasks every day. So I really do feel like it's time. It's time for all of us to reframe what we're doing, to get clarity on our why, to start to turn off that stress response and start to show up in the world more powerfully, more positively, to find and claim opportunities, not to second guess ourselves, not to judge ourselves, not to let perfectionism or doubt or fear hold us back because we all have so much to contribute to the world. We all have value. We are all here to make a difference. God doesn't make extra people that are just floating around with no purpose. Every single one of us has a purpose. And when we're connected with that purpose, when we're having an impact because of that connection, we feel good about ourselves. And that's really what success is, right? So I want to invite you to join me. I am going to be doing a class called Stressless Success. And we will be focusing specifically on these particular issues. So it's going to be a class over about 10 weeks or so. And we're really going to dig deep here. I have a link that I'm putting in the chat into what it takes to have a life we love, to claim success on our terms, not somebody else's terms, have that career you want while living the life you want not the life that leaves you exhausted and overwhelmed and burned out and feeling like if you don't make other people happy, it's not worth it. So I'm going to teach you some of my high performance habits because people say to me all the time, Angela, how do you do all of this? I mean, you're working on eight large projects, you're speaking, you're publishing, you're traveling, you're volunteering and having leadership roles in local and national organizations. You have your kids. How are you doing all this? And I'm going to teach you how I do all this because I guarantee you, I am getting eight hours of sleep a night. I am going to yoga twice a week. I am sleeping in on the weekends and I am not working more than 40 to 43 hours a week to do all of this. So I'm going to teach you how I do it. I'm also going to teach you about 
boundaries and breaking the cycle of perfectionism. Because I talked about opportunities, right? And if something is aligned for you, you want to say yes. But if something's not aligned for you, you don't want to say yes because you feel obligated to say yes. So I'm going to teach you when to say yes and when to enforce a boundary and how to have a clean boundary so you're not apologizing and explaining. You're simply able to say no and not have an emotional attachment to that. I'm also going to teach you about how to integrate work and life so you can reduce work-life friction. Because, you know, in our world today, we can't fool ourselves that we're only working at the office. And the minute we walk out the door, I mean, many times working is at our home, so we're not even leaving it behind. So how do we balance that? How do we integrate? our work and our personal growth and development into our life so that it doesn't feel like we have to choose one or the other. We can have both and. And I'm really, really committed to helping you understand that it's time to make time for you to stop checking boxes on someone else's checklist, to get off the deadline hamster wheel and to stop saying, I'd love to, but, or I just don't have the time, I'm busy. So what will be in the eight modules is we're gonna focus on a different theme for each one. And I will be online with you for 90 minutes each time. So I'll be doing live instruction on the topic, plus taking questions and answers and doing lightning coaching with you. So you'll have a chance to process things with me or go, okay, I heard what you said and I, it makes sense, but when I try to do it, it doesn't work. What am I doing wrong? We can talk through that. And there's also a workbook. So there's a workbook that comes with each week so that you can dig a little deeper. There's lots of exercises in the workbook to kind of enhance what you're learning and help surface things you might not have realized. And the weeks are, first of all, we're going to start with a lot of the topics we talked about in this session. Calm is your superpower. And now you know why, because it's helping you turn off that stress response and get aligned. Module two, make space for what matters. I'm going to teach you those high performance habits so you can stop being too busy and start having the time to do the things you always meant to do or always wanted to get around to the certifications you might have wanted to pursue, the volunteer opportunities, whatever it is, how you can find the time for that instead of just being in a deadline cycle. Week three, we're going to talk about cultivating a growth mindset. So how do we keep pushing ourselves? How do we keep leaning into our edge and evolving and growing? Because when we look at the sources of burnout, meaningfulness is one of the top three factors in burnout. 
feeling connected and supported and feeling valued are the other two. So it's not really about stress or workload, right? It's about other things. So this growth mindset work is all about finding that meaningfulness. Week four, we're going to take that a step further. And I shared tonight about how I discovered my career through line of space design for well-being. I'm going to help you discover your through line and get that clarity in your career. Week five, all about taming the chaos. Because whenever we got a lot going on, nothing ever goes to plan. So how do you prioritize? How do you pivot? How do you accept change as the constant and not feel knocked off balance or destabilized by that? Week six is about laser-focused tactics. So shutting off that anxiety, that busy brain, and instead really doing more better in less time because it is possible. But I'm going to show you how to break the cycle because we're all in a bad habit of multitasking, which is the biggest focus drainer in how to keep your bandwidth clear so that you can really spend time doing what you need to do and get it done and feel good that you're accomplishing things. Week seven, we're going to talk about getting and staying in flow state, which again goes back to the neuroscience. How do we keep our brain working for us? How do we keep the creativity going? How do we start to see the uncommon connections among things that open up innovation? How do we just get in that zone and have the endorphins and the oxytocin going and feel really good while we're working. So that week will be all about getting and staying in that flow state. And finally, week eight, knowing your worth. So we touched on this a little bit today, but I'm going to go much deeper into how do you know when to ask for more? How do you know how to claim your worth? How do you show the value that you bring without having to prove yourself all the time? And I'm also going to show you how to get out of this lack-based thinking of never good enough, never enough, never right, and to start expecting abundance in your life. So those are the modules. And like I said, we'll be hanging out for 90 minutes each week, going through that stuff. They'll have the workbook, which has exercise in it. But I'm also going to be doing eight meditations. So the theme of each of those corresponds to the module. And you can listen to the meditations. Each one is about 10 minutes, whenever you want. But those are there to help you when you want to meditate, when you want to journal, when you want to get into that calm state to really direct your thoughts, to really turn off that stress response and that monkey mind and get more attuned. And the last thing that you get with the class, which is such an amazing bonus, is we're going to focus on this physical stuff, this healthy lifestyle. 
And I have some amazing colleagues in the health and wellness community, and they are going to be coming on and doing one hour sessions in their area of expertise. So in addition to the eight 90 minute live sessions you have with me, you're going to get an hour with each of these experts. So we're going to have Polly Yalis on, who is an expert in emotional eating, going to teach you how to end that, how to make the connection with what's going on with the stress response in your brain and your craving of certain foods. Megan Mazzocco has a book coming out on healthy sleep habits. She is a sleep expert. She's going to be coming on and talking to us about sleep hygiene and why sleep is important and giving you some really good tips to set up your sleep environment so that you get quality sleep. You know, do you ever wake up and you slept all night, but you don't feel any better? It's because you didn't get quality sleep. And Megan is going to help you with all that. We're going to work more on this idea of movement and releasing toxins from our body with Megan McEwen, who is a yoga instructor and a physical therapist. And she's going to talk all about somatic connections. Dr. Anna Roby is going to come in and talk about nutrition strategies that will rejuvenate and energize your body. Anna is an expert in this. She has a PhD in nutrition, and she is just a really great motivational nutrition coach. So she's going to come in and help you make better choices about what you eat and also help you know, because you really think about it, food is a pharmacy. Choosing to eat certain foods can have emotional effects, even if they're healthy whole foods, they are targeting certain responses in our body based on the chemical makeup of these foods. So she's going to help you know how to choose not only healthy food, but which healthy foods you should have when, so you can get optimized effects from what you're eating. And finally, and I have worked with this woman before. She is amazing. Claire Oldham West, who is a hypnotherapist, is going to come and talk to us about hypnosis techniques to eliminate negativity. And I've worked with Claire and she doesn't just take away a negative thought. She replaces it so that when your brain, because we have habitual thinking, goes down its normal pathway to the negative thought, instead of finding the endless loop and emotional triggers that come with that experience, she helps you replace it in your brain with a positive, empowering thought. So I'm really excited for all five of these experts and these bonus sessions that you're going to get and they are live as well, so you can ask them questions. And if you haven't worked with me before and you want to know a little bit more, um, I really work on transformation. 
I'm not just about let's talk about the problem and let's wallow in it or let's just feel good because we know now what's wrong. I'm all about. So what are we going to do about it? Because it's great to have clarity. It's great to have understanding. But if it doesn't get followed up with aligned action, nothing changes. So my expertise is in helping you see where you are putting up those roadblocks and helping you move past them and set yourself up for success. And many of my clients I've worked with in multiple ways. So one of them, and there is a testimonial on the um, landing page, Jennifer Chodo. She has taken my Thrive class. She's bought my books. We've done one-on-one -on -one coaching. So she has come back again and again and again because she's getting results. And her career trajectory has really changed. She's bent the curve and really is in a different place. Monica was somebody who really wasn't sure what her next move should be. She was working freelance and also working remotely multiple shifts of the day. And through working together, she actually just realized that she didn't want to do either one of these things, that she actually wanted to go back and get different training focus on sustainability and focus on computer modeling and programming to iterate sustainable concepts. And that is where she wants to take her career. But she had been putting these things off and making her success something that was in the future. And working with her, I was able to help her see how it could start to be today, right now. So if you are interested, um, follow the link that I put in the chat. Um, right now, as a special offer, and this will be good through July 4th, I'm offering the class for $750 or four payments of $199. Um, after that, the price will go up to $1,000. So if this sounds like something you think you would like, if you are looking at this and going, yes, I need this. If you got value out of the topics that I touched on today and you want to go deeper into them and learn more about turning that into your next action step, then you need to be in this class. And so don't shortchange yourself. Don't say I'll do it another time because I may not offer this class again. Don't say eh, I could figure it out myself. I could go look this stuff up online because you won't. If you had, you would have done it already. And don't make success something that you're so exhausted and so stressed out that you avoid it. So it's really easy to go, oh, the class, eight weeks, oh my gosh, plus these bonus modules and a workbook. Ugh. It sounded good, but I know I don't have time to do it. That's letting your fear of success take over.
And success is energizing, not exhausting. So if you feel exhausted, if you feel like you can't take on one more thing, but this sounded good to you, don't let that exhaustion be the reason you pass this by. And once again, don't take this opportunity to take care of you, to do something for you. Because the truth is, we can start to transform how you're going about your day and how you're living your life. You're going to get more and more and more energy. So it's the opposite of being overwhelming or too much work. Working with me in this class, being in the community of people taking this class is going to help you release all of that exhaustion. So I really, really put my heart into crafting this class. I really care so much about the community of creative professionals And I've seen firsthand and I've experienced firsthand the toxic way that we conduct ourselves and the way it takes years off of our lives, robs us of the quality time that we want to spend, compromises our health, compromises our mental well-being, and we need to stop this. And like I said, I've had my own stress meltdowns multiple times in my life. And I've made the mistakes. I've got the stars, so you don't have to get them. We can stop this right now for you and turn it around. And I feel so strongly about this because I know we need this. I know you need this. I know that you want to make a difference, that you want to have a life that you love, that you savor, and one where you feel like you're making a difference doing the work you were called to do. And that is why I'm offering this class. And I've done workshops with some of these themes before, and I can see the transformation as people begin to process this, as people begin to write about it, as people begin to adopt new habits, it does work. It does have an impact. It does make a difference. So I really hope that you will click the link in the chat and learn more about what the class is about and that you'll take advantage of this 25% discount that is available through July 4th. So you get the best deal, even though the class at $1,000 really is an amazing, amazing deal with all that you are getting. And that you start to see that there are things you can do right away that will begin to create that snowball. And every week, it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger. And you can have the stressless success that you deserve, but that the people around you deserve too, right? They deserve the best of you. And the world needs the best of you. So don't hold that back any longer. 
take the steps you need, invest in yourself, start feeling better right now because it's possible. And I want that for you. And I really want to live in a world where everybody is fully actualized and embodied and living in joy. Can you imagine what the world would be like? But it starts with one person and one person and one person. So this is what I am putting out here. I know that it works. I've gotten results for so many of my clients. And I really, really, really hope that you will take advantage of this. And I hope that you will start working with some of the stuff that we talked about right here in this session. And I'd love to hear what you learned. You can always share it on Instagram and tag me at architecting podcast. I'd love to hear how it's working for you. You can ask me questions at any time. You can DM me. I'm happy to help you. If you're not sure if this is the right fit, I'm also happy to answer any questions you have. But thank you so much for joining me tonight for this reset. And I hope you are feeling better now than you were at the start of the call. And I really invite you to look at the Stressless Success Academy. And if it feels like an aligned opportunity for you, I would love to have you join me. Take care, have a wonderful night, and stay inspired. Thank you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired.